Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices talk radio show, and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando. And today, Bree Warner and Brantley Ussery. Sounds like a comedy team for the road, right? Well, we are we are suggesting that you take get yourself on the road and come to Charlottesville, Virginia, Albemarle County, right in the heart of the Commonwealth of Virginia, history, culture, and a lot of entertainment, fun, uh, beer, wine, food. Anyway, let's introduce our guests. Bree Warner is the Director of Sales, Marketing, and Media Relations, and Brantley Ussery is the Strategic Pro- Project Manager, both of the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau. That's a mouthful because they are doing. They have a full plate of all the things they offer. All of it is fun. So first of all, welcome Bree Warner. How are you? Thank you, Marcello. I'm well. Great to talk to you. Oh, great to talk to you, too. And, and Brantley, jump in. How are you? Hi, Marcello. Good <laughs> to speak with you. Yes. You are comparatively new at the uh, Charlottesville Albemarle Convention Visitors Bureau, but not all that new anymore, right? How long have you yeah, been? Yeah, not all that new. Yeah, at this point I've been here on and off for um, really going on the better part of two years, actually. Oh. And I've been in the Charlottesville area for uh, 12 years. Okay, and Bree, uh, you um, well, you sort of hail from French Canada, yes? Some uh, I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> with a detour through Las Vegas uh, in a previous life where I was with the circus, and uh, moved here eleven years ago uh, from Las Vegas with my family, and it's been uh, nothing but happiness in this beautiful part of the world that uh, I have the joy to represent. Well, I have to tell you, both sound so interesting. It's, it's no wonder you ended up working uh, for the Bureau, as you do. Uh, that's not the FBI, everybody. That's the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention <laughs> Visitors Bureau. Let's jump in and, uh, and, and give a shout-out to Steve Warner, who is uh, 
uh, Bree's husband, who is affiliated with the Heritage Theater Festival, summer festival that happens here. I've performed in it, oh, two, three or four seasons, I guess. But um, there are things that uh, happen every year. They're annual events, and I'd like to start out with some of those. For instance, um, Bree, what about the... Um, well, the Heritage uh, Theater Festival, I know, uh, and the Charlottesville Opera and the Virginia Craft Brewers Festival. There are just so many festivals and fairs and so much family fun. Just start wherever you like. Sure. Uh, well, that's the, the beauty of this destination is one does not get bored because not only do we have, you know, the, the historical attractions and those assets that one can visit at any time of the year, the events in Charlottesville and Albemarle County are plentiful and basically at any time of the year there's a festival or a concert or something that is happening out of the ordinary that one can take part in and so you mentioned the Heritage Theater Festival of course very uh, close to my heart they do a beautiful season every summer I believe this year was the 43rd season yes and they present anything from the more uh, obscure and a little bit more unknown pieces all the way to the big fun musicals that everybody knows the songs to. Uh, in the past, you know, they've had, uh, for instance, My Fair Lady and, uh, and those big productions, Sound of Music, that everybody knows the lyrics to. So you go into the fun family event that uh, you can take part in, and it takes place at the University of Virginia Drama Department. They have three beautiful theaters there. Yes. So uh, on some nights, all three theaters actually are, are full and present a, a different place. So there is a way to be entertained uh, basically at least once a week with a different show uh, throughout the summer. So that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, festival for sure. And the other one you mentioned uh, used to be called Ashland Opera. And until uh, recently, where it rebranded to Charlottesville Opera. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason is because the productions were presented initially at uh, Ashland Highland. And uh, which has now rebranded itself to Highland, the home of James Monroe. Yes. But now that the shows have been presented downtown at the, the historic Paramount Theater, uh, the organization decided to simply rebrand to Charlottesville Opera. So oh. they've got a production of Oklahoma taking place uh, this summer, which is another fun, fun show. And uh, there's just so much entertainment available, and it's, again, uh, accessible for the whole family. Just lots of uh, fun things to do. Bradley, do you want to talk a bit about the uh, Brewers Fest? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's also worth noting with what Bree was talking about with Charlottesville Opera, this is the 40th year. I mean, I think it's pretty incredible, and it's a testament to just how popular these events are, that not only Heritage Theater Festival, but also Charlottesville Opera, both four decades Exactly. I, I think we should mention also, if I may jump in, uh, because Bree said they would, uh, the Charlottesville Opera was presenting Oklahoma this summer. That's true, but they also are doing Rigoletto, so they do opera as well as some musical theater. Sorry to interrupt, Absolutely. Brantley, you go. Okay, so uh, I'm going to hop in and talk about uh, the Virginia Craft Brewers Fest, and mm. this is going to be event uh, for your listeners who may not know August, the entire month of August, is Virginia Craft Beer Month. Okay. And there, there are going to be all kinds of events that are happening at the breweries uh, here in the Charlottesville area taking place throughout the month of August, but it's really going to kind of all culminate in this Virginia Craft Brewers Fest mm -hmm. that takes place on August the 19th, mm -hmm. and this is going to be taking place just a few blocks south of the downtown mall in what's uh, known as the 
I encourage everybody to go by and check it out. It's a very family-friendly venue, and it's, it's just a, a place that's designed to inspire creativity, uh, get folks interested in the arts, and just sort of spread a love and awareness of the arts in the Charlottesville area. So it's a really cool space, and this is where the festival's going to be held. And it's being hosted by Three Notch Brewing Company, which is a local brewery right here in Charlottesville. And what people can expect if they attend this event, again, it's on a Saturday, August 19th, so hopefully the weather is just awesome. We can expect about 100 craft breweries from all around Virginia. Wow. And so folks have the opportunity to sample as little or as much as they'd like, and it's also a family-friendly event. Uh, there are designated driver tickets that are available, so people can, of course, enjoy this festival safely and responsibly, and uh, there's going to be lots of uh, yummy food available as well, so you can really just make an entire day out of it, and uh, it's expected to draw a huge, huge crowd, so you want to check that out. Tickets are still available, of course, but it should be a really good time and a great way to celebrate Virginia craft from beer month. Okay, I, and I wanted to say it's the Ix Park. I know Bradley said that, but just for the, of the you out-of-towners, IX, Ix Art I-X. Park. Uh, and it's run over there by Brian Weimer, who's a, a fine director, and uh, uh, it's a marvelous location, the Virginia Craft Brewers Fest, August 19th. Come on down. And you know the reason I push this, I'm not a big uh, beer drinker. I prefer wine, but all of these events... My impression when I lived in New York, my impression of Charlottesville was it's a very cultural and historical place. And of course it is. I mean, more presidents come from Virginia than anywhere. And we have three right here in the Charlottesville, Albemarle area, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Monroe, James Madison, um, and and lots of culture and, the, and beautiful restaurants, the best restaurants I've seen since outside of New York. But it's more than that. It's these festivals and fairs and events and back to Brie to bring us up to date with more. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so in terms of the summer and uh, the month of August, we sort of skipped over, uh, if we're going chronologically, we yes. skipped over the Albemarle County Fair. That's at Highland, James Monroe's home. A beautiful, beautiful event. Again, we hope the weather will cooperate to allow for lots of fun outdoors, you know, with the, the animals and everything that can be enjoyed at a county fair, lots of yummy food as well. So, uh, again, we hope that uh, your listeners will come and check it out. It is uh, August 3rd through the 5th this year, so it's coming up uh, very soon. Yes. And then we get uh, slowly but surely into the fall season with September uh, lurking upon us. (laughs) Really, this year is just flying by. Uh, And with the uh, 18th annual Charlottesville Chamber Music Festival. Yes. So those love uh, Mozart, Chopin, Beethoven, all those amazing composers will, are in for a treat because uh, they will be able to take part in a multitude of concerts that will take place at the Paramount, the Jefferson Theater, both on the downtown mall, as well as Old Cabell Hall, which is at the University of Virginia, a beautiful concert hall, December 8th through the 21st. All right, and before we get too much into the fall, there are two things I want us to mention. Fridays after 5, Tuesday tune 
Dreams, uh, Thursday Evening Sunset Series, you know. But also, because we're talking to people largely coming from out of uh, town, at least, and perhaps even out of Virginia, it's not that far a drive. I used to make it from New York. But certainly if you're in D.C., North Carolina, West Virginia, it, it's really not a far trip at all. But how about hotel accommodations, and how does the uh, Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau assist in that, Bree? Oh, well, we do so in many ways, Marcello. So for, let's say, for example, a couple or a family who is looking to come to Charlottesville for the weekend, on our website, visitcharlottesville.org, we have a booking engine, so it compares to what you would find, let's say, on an Expedia, for instance, or an Orbis. Uh, where you can find availability and rates for all of the hotels in the area in Charlottesville and Alpine County, including a lot of the B&Bs are on this system. And what's great about our booking engine compared to maybe an Expedia is that uh, we work with a local company called Regatta, and what happens is when a guest books through our uh, booking engine, mm-hmm. more of the money goes to the hotel uh, versus you know, commission that is paid to Expedia. So more of the money stays locally, and the rates are comparable. And basically, you will find similar rates on Expedia than what you'd find on org. But again, uh, more of the money uh, goes to local and less to the big uh, the big uh, third-party companies like the Expedia or Orbis of this world. So that's one way we, we can help. Uh, also, if a group comes to town, for instance, for a family reunion, a wedding, a meeting, I personally can assist them by uh, surveying all of the hotels in Charlottesville and Abermouth County at the click of a button. Huh? So let's say a group, a group needs a, a block of 10 rooms for two nights on specific dates. Instead of them calling each hotel and waiting for sales representatives to call them back, and this takes a lot of time and effort, they can just fill in a simple form we have on our website at visitcharlottesville.org called RFP, Request for Proposal Form, mm-hmm. with the details that we need. Of course, the more detail that can be provided, the better we can assist. Sure. Uh, but basically, we need, you know, check-in, check-out dates, number of rooms, any specific needs for, you know, let's say, uh, handicap-accessible rooms, for instance, any, any details uh, as such. And I push it out to all of our local hotels to gather all the responses and turn them in in a grid format to the guest. And so they will see at one glance what rate and availability is offered by the different hotels in our area. And then all they have to do is call the hotel of their choice to make the reservation, and bingo, it's done. Wow. Yeah, and you know, you were talking about how the money stays locally. I, I know we're we're talking to people both inside the Commonwealth of Virginia and Albemarle County, Charlottesville, but also people who live beyond the borders of the Commonwealth of Virginia. So tell us, Brantley, uh, this stay local, play local. We can also do that if we're not local, right? We can come. We can we can come from far away and play local. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> targeting the folks who already live here, but those same things can be applied to folks, obviously, who are visiting from out of town. So mm-hmm. we'd like to raise awareness of all the fun things that they're already doing this summer. I mean, we've got all kinds of water activities that people can do, paddleboarding, kayaking, uh, canoeing. We've got tubing on some of the area rivers. That's always a really big attraction. Of course, we've got orchards where you can pick your own peaches. Um, 
Oh, wow. There's just things that you can do outdoors. And yeah, even though in the summer we, we target the locals and try to encourage them to enjoy this area as a tourist, um, absolutely that can be applied to folks from outside the destination as well. Uh, um, yes, and I mean, and, and the Blue Ridge Mountains, horseback riding, golfing, uh, and uh, what is stand up paddle boarding? Tell me. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's kind of just like it sounds. You're, you're on a paddle board, you're standing up, and you've got your paddle, and you're just propelling yourself uh, right along the body of water that you're in. So, whether it's a lake or a pond or whatever, um, you just stand up and you paddle yourself right along. And uh, it's something that is uh, really catching on in the area, and you can even. Uh, pretty recently, we've had companies that have started offering yoga that you do while you're on a paddleboard, which wow. I'm guessing you've got to be a little coordinated to do that. Yeah. I don't know how I've tried to do it, but people do it, and apparently it is a, a really good time. So uh, you can find information about that on our website, uh, visitcharlottesville.org, if that's something that sounds like it's of interest to you. And Bree, outside of New York, I find that the variety of uh, fun beverages is astounding. Like, uh, well, the, the wineries, of course, breweries, uh, cideries, distilleries. I mean, talk, tell us. Yes, most definitely. The, the leisure beverage industry, the craft beverage industry in Virginia is alive and well, and it grows uh, consistently. I know statewide we have over 250 wineries, which is a pretty astounding number. Yes. And we have the luxury and the, the luck uh, here in Charlottesville to have you know, over 30 of them in a 30-mile radius around the downtown Charlottesville in the county of Alberta. So mm-hmm. we, are, we are so lucky, and we have more and more companies, actually, who are offering tours. So instead of you yourself, you know, going in the car and exploring, which is fun as well, but if you instead want to be driven and enjoy the beautiful views of the country and also taste, you know, freely and maybe more relaxed way, not thinking, oh, I have to drive, I have to be super careful, uh, then these companies will come pick you up at your home or at your hotel. Whoa. And some of them will even pack a nice lunch, gourmet lunch for you that you can enjoy along the way. And you just go and visit two, three, four, maybe five even vineyards throughout your day. <laughs> and you can also vary it up. If you don't want it to be all wine, you can, some companies will offer the option of choosing maybe a couple of breweries, a cidery, and two wineries. So if you don't want to have a, a larger sampling of what our area has to offer, they can certainly provide that for you. So it's, it's a wonderful and safe way to enjoy uh, our wonderful, wonderful uh, breweries, wineries, cideries, and distilleries that are also uh, opening in the area. And something I'd like to piggyback on here off of Bree is um, our, our area, the Charlottesville and Alpharetta County region, has received some big-time accolades over yes. the past couple of years. In fact, one of those being we were, we were named one of the top wine destinations in the entire world wow. by one enthusiast magazine. So, um, you know, we've really got the, the awards and the accolades to back that up. It's really incredible what's happening here. So it's not just us bragging. We've got awards to prove it. <laughs> Realizing basically that what is going on on the food food scene 
seeing here is astounding. And, you know, uh, many destinations over the past few years have, have sort of jumped on the farm-to-table bandwagon mm. thinking, oh, this is a new cool thing we're going to do. But in our area here, because of all the farming that is uh, being done in Albemarle County, you know, a few miles from downtown, our chefs have been enjoying a wonderful relationship farmers and they have done so for decades so you know it's been a way of life in this area for a long long time and it's not just some marketing fad that somebody you know thought about at some point I think, yes, again, that's a good point to make for people who are not from the area. The city of Charlottesville is comparatively small. Within it, however, is the University of Virginia. And then when you get outside of the University of Virginia and Charlottesville, Virginia, you are surrounded by Albemarle County, which is mostly rural and tremendous farmland and tremendous fresh food. (laughs) And this, uh, you know, it's no wonder we get a awards. I'm only a part-time citizen. I shouldn't take any credit, but I do consume it. I do my part. How's that? (laughs) Well, we're we're going to take a short break. We're having a marvelous conversation with Bree Warner, who is the Director of Sales, Marketing, and Media Relations, and Brantley Ussery is the Strategic Project Manager both of the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau, better known as CACVB. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're going to talk about the fall because here in Charlottesville and Albemarle County, summer fun doesn't end at the end of August. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. What would you call a film that took 12 years to complete? In this case, nothing short of a cinematic masterpiece. Richard Linklater began shooting Boyhood in 2002 when his star, Eller Coltrane, was not yet eight and adorable in his innocence. When the film wrapped in 2013, Mason, Eller's character, was 18. He had weathered good days and bad, demonstrated a wide range of behavior, both good and bad, and headed off to college. Mason was a typical American youth. There's nothing radically different about him. His problems are simply recognizable as challenges of growing up in America today. The genius of the film resides in its almost time-lapse elements. Incredibly, Link later completed Boyhood in 39 days of actual filming, meeting once a year for only a few days. It will be remembered as special for capturing the passage of time more comprehensively than any other coming-of-age film is ever again likely to do. We watch the same actors gradually morph physically and emotionally into who they will unpredictably become. The process offers us a universal picture of how time and life experience changes us, how the human animal matures, and how American cultural values have evolved. The payoff? A singularly unique work of artistry. Boyhood. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. My guests today are the exciting duo of Bree Warner, the Director of Sales, Marketing, and Media Relations at the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau, and her sidekick, Brantley Ussery, the Strategic Project Manager, also of CACVB. So, I'm thinking um, a lot about great many summer historical, cultural, fun festivals, fairs that go on in Charlottesville, Virginia, and Albemarle County. 
the home of uh, great farmlands, fresh food, and the University of Virginia. But we're going to move on now because we don't want you to think that when August ends that the, the wine stops flowing or the food stops being served on the downtown mall and other great restaurants in the area. And also some of those uh, tourism achievement award type things at Tom Tom Festival. How about the Tom Tom Founders Festival? Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. And it's all about innovation, entrepreneurship, um, just really celebrating all those different things. And Charlottesville and Albemarle County really is a, a hotbed for innovation and entrepreneurship. But also in September, there's a shorter version of the Tom Tom Founders Fest. It's called Tom Toberfest. It takes place toward the end of the month. And this is kind of similar. It's, it's a celebration of innovation and art and things like that. But it also has a block party, and that block party uh, takes place at, uh, at one of our parks here located right off the downtown mall. It has food trucks and a beer garden, and it celebrates innovators, artists, community leaders, and uh, it also features people who have had a big impact uh, by featuring their profiles on the lamppost banners that are running up and down the downtown mall. So that takes place at the end of September, and it is called Tom Toberfest. the the hard work and and achievements of best server and restaurant uh, and best chef tell us about those recognitions yeah. Uh-huh. where we host a lot of the uh, great concerts that come through our 
Aria as well as the basketball, the University of Virginia basketball game. And he was so humble and he spoke from his heart. He had everybody at first thing when he gave his acceptance speech, everybody was laughing. By the end of it, everybody mm-hmm. was crying yes. because he shared how he had recently lost his spouse and how it just, you know, made him feel so special to receive this award. So, you know, we believe it makes a difference in people's lives and they, of course, make a huge difference in our visitor experience. And for that, we are so grateful. You know, we've been talking about a lot of the fun things to do, but there's a great deal in in the midst of all of the fun. There's some serious recognition, justly deserved, and appreciation given to the people who make all uh, those of us who live here sometimes or all the time and those of us who visit here. I mean, that's how I started out. I always stress that. People said, you really drove from New York City to Charlottesville, Virginia to relax? And I said, I certainly did. What is the annual Heritage Harvest Festival? That is happening at Monticello each year, and it'll be the 11th year this year, actually. And what happens is the mountaintop right by the beautiful house of Thomas Jefferson is transformed into such a festive atmosphere with, you know, tents and vendors and also food trucks. They bring in people to talk about, of course, harvest either in the days of Jefferson, but also to this day, uh, there's people talking about how to cultivate your best hairless tomato, for instance. Uh. You, you can learn so much. Uh, there's authors that come for the occasion, and it's just a festive, fun time to be on the mountaintop. And so it's going to happen September 9th, and uh, we hope everyone can join us for that, for sure. And the football team kicks into gear, and Foxfield uh, fall races? Yes, that is definitely, uh, both those things you mentioned are exciting events. So yes, in the fall time, that's when the grounds of University of Virginia start to really spring back to life after the students have been away for a couple of months uh, on their summer break. Uh, in the fall, that's when things are back in full swing. So not only are the students back, but that means a return to the athletics. And football, of course, is one of the biggest athletics uh, events that takes place on grounds. And uh, the football games, they'll start taking place beginning in early September, going all the way through November. And uh, we're just hoping for a really good season. Fill up Scott Stadium, that's the uh, football stadium where they play when they're here at home. So we're just hoping for some nice big turnouts and, of course, some big wins as well. And for the Foxfield races, this will be taking place on September 24th. And there are two versions of Foxfield. One in the spring uh, that takes place, and that kind of attracts more of the students from the University of Virginia. But in the in the fall, the races are a little bit more family-friendly, uh, a little bit quieter, the emphasis more on the horse races themselves. And uh, it's just a great way to kind of get out into the countryside and relax and, of course, enjoy the beautiful scenery and the gorgeous horses. Again, that takes place on September the 24th for the Foxfield Fall Races, and that is the family day beautiful countryside too over there i i drive there a lot to relax but not when the when the races are going on <laughs> yeah the, the, the road out there can get a little crazy on race day uh, of course the road you're talking about there is garth road which um if, if you come here to visit uh no matter when you're here garth road is just always such a gorgeous drive yes. go just one or two miles outside of charlottesville and all of a sudden uh you just have these sweeping mountain vistas mm. and they just Yes. And we actually have one of the entrances to Shenandoah National Park. Oh, yes. You can beat that just a quick 30-minute drive from downtown Charlottesville. So one of the, the nation's great. 
Freedom National Park is, is literally right at our backyard. So another beautiful thing to explore while you're here in Charlottesville and Alamore County. Talking about Garth Road, uh, another event that is worth mentioning that takes place in the fall is the Women's Four Hour Race. That takes place near and around Fox done it uh, a few times. It's a, it brings together over 5,000 women who are there to raise money for breast cancer. Mm. It's an amazing, amazing event. The spirit of this race, the, the ambiance, the, the, it's just so such an amazing event. And of course, running up and down Garth Road will, will I mean, for those of us who are not super serious mm-hmm. runners, but you know, enjoy doing it as a hobby. Uh, it, it's a challenging course, and it's all for a great cause. So if you happen to be in town, I encourage you to, to go over there and uh, cheer on all those ladies who will be uh, racing up and down Garth Road for an excellent cause. And it's oh. a lot, too. It's, what, so like 3,000 women? Over 5,000. Oh, 5,000, yeah. So it's yeah. one of the biggest foot races in this area. It's yeah. not the biggest. It's a huge event. It really is. And as you say, for a great cause. We've mentioned October is Virginia Wine Month, and we have like 30 vineyards in the area as well? Yes, so uh, October is Virginia Wine Month. We celebrate it all month long during that uh, during October. And yes, the Charlottesville area is home to more than 30 of these wineries, and I can tell you that they're all just situated on the most gorgeous yeah. plot of land. Many of them overlook or look out towards the Blue Ridge Mountains, so not only while you're sipping on some of the wines that, again, have received accolades not only across Virginia but across the country and the world even. Uh, but while you're sipping on some of these varietals, you can also enjoy the breathtaking views. And just most places will let you take a little picnic lunch out there so you can bring your lunch and just enjoy a glass of wine and enjoy the views. And, again, that is in October that we celebrate Virginia Wine Month. And, yes, with almost three dozen wineries to choose from, I think that can fill up your calendar. Pretty quickly. Yeah, Exactly. And you know, of course, we can't forget that uh, while our country has, has already celebrated its 200th anniversary, the University of Virginia, started by Thomas Jefferson, is celebrating its 200th anniversary this year, yes? So that that uh, as you say that will go on for months. It's not like we're going to have one day a big a big cake and and blow out the candles. This... Uh, I think that, that they're planning to have special events throughout the year, mm-hmm. as far as I understand it. And so the kickoff is October sixth and seventh for this uh, important year. Definitely a milestone. So uh, more lots more to be enjoyed throughout the year. And I love this. Um, you having we're having an international visitors for. IPW? IPW is one of the largest tourism conferences in the world. It happens Ah. every year at a different location. And this past June, it happened to take place in Washington, D.C. for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, the Charlottesville Admiral Convention Visitors Bureau, is part of a a group called CRUSA, that's Capital Region USA, where Virginia, 
DC and uh, Maryland get together to promote our area to uh, the inter international travelers, so Europe, uh, South America, Asia. And because, you know, our budget is rather small, we would not be able to take this upon ourselves to market internationally uh, in such a way. So we, through CRUSA, we're able to spread the word about Charlottesville and Albemarle County. And because that conference, which, by the way, brings together tour operators, travel agents, journalists from all around the world, mm. uh, before and after the conference, uh, we were part of some tours that were offered to uh, a small, lucky group of attendees. And mm -hmm. so we had a group come prior uh, to the event, and one came after as well. So Brantley and I uh, played host to uh -huh. these fine folks that came from oh, wow. all over the world and discovered Charlottesville and Altamont County in a big way. So that was exciting. And, of course, you know, the a lot of them, as I said, were journalists, so we will get lovely coverage uh, about this area sure. uh, in Europe and South America, uh, for sure, as a result of these visits. So all you Americans listening to this, you better book your tickets early because we're going to be invaded. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, speaking of invading, uh, the French Canadians are invading uh, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, particularly Charlottesville and Albemarle County, and I wonder if that has anything to do with Bree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you're doing your part to make that happen. And and you go on location, right? <laughs> well, occasionally, absolutely. 
actually. I've, I've done a couple of sales missions up there mm-hmm. and uh, was able to meet face-to-face with journalists and, and drum up a lot of interest. And so uh, to the point that there is another uh, journalist, travel journalist, writing for another French-Canadian daily newspaper who will be visiting our area at the end of August to write a story that will be called From the Beach to the Mountain mm-hmm. uh, and will feature Virginia Beach and Charlottesville. So we're excited about that as well. And uh, again, that's just another example of uh, the success we've been uh, having with this effort. You know, I it, there's so many things. I mean, it just goes on and on, and we need to go soon. And I, But I want to talk about two past events, assuming they're past. There, we were the center of a cycling event. Bicyclists came and were everywhere, and they were training here, weren't they, on the back roads of Albemarle County? Most definitely. So in uh, a couple of years ago, we've had the pleasure of having the UCI World Cycling Championship yes. being held in Richmond, Virginia. And a Team USA was seeking for the perfect place to do their training camp prior to the race. And ideally, they like to be as close as possible to the race's location so that the elevation and the climate is uh, as close as possible to to where the event will be held. And so uh, in working with our organization, we were able to convince them to host their training camp here in Charlottesville and Albemarle County. So they spent over two weeks in training on our roads in Albemarle County. And, you know, we have two of the racers, uh, Andrea Dvorak and Ben King are from this area, yeah. and they both, you know, they've traveled the world, cycled in Europe, everywhere you can imagine, and they both feel that our area is the best area in the world for cycling. All and right. so we, with their help, uh, they really uh, helped convince uh, the uh, the coaches over there to say, you know, you need to have the training camp in Charlottesville, not Mount County. So for this reason, our destination can officially be called uh, official training destination for Team USA. So that's uh, no small feat, and we can use this uh, forever and ever in our uh, marketing campaigns if we want to uh, try and attract even more cyclists. Well, am I glad I brought it up or what? Um, One other thing, we do have to go, but I'm having so much fun with you two. Uh, There was another thing uh, a few years ago when I, I think I first interviewed you Something came to town by train, I believe, and it was leaf painting. Yes, absolutely. So uh, this happened uh, pretty much every single year uh, over the past few years where a group of leaf keepers leaving from North Carolina have included Charlottesville in their itinerary. So they basically leave in the morning from North Carolina and the idea is that they come in the fall so that they can uh, see all the beautiful autumn colors mm-hmm. all over. And uh, they make Charlottesville a place where they stop midday to enjoy a lovely lunch. It gives a chance uh, to the passengers to kind of walk around and, uh, you know, just enjoy some maybe shopping on the downtown mall or near UVA. Yes. So our organization is there to welcome them with open arms, uh, help give them directions if it's their first time as to where everything is. We've even had buses that would bring them, you know, because some of them have limited mobility, so we had a bus to take them at the train station and bring them near the downtown mall and had a continuous loop going so that they can get uh, up on and off as they wished. And then they spent a couple hours here, and then they were back on the train to enjoy more fall colors and head back home. 
Mm-hmm. It, it was so awesome to see it last year, especially because it was such a gorgeous day. It was sunny. It was 75 degrees. Wow. It's it so great to, to walk up and down the downtown mall that day and just see all the outdoor patio spaces just completely packed with people. And you know that a bunch of those were the lead peepers that just came in from the train. So couldn't have asked for uh, better weather than what we had last year. And hope it'll be just as nice again this year. Okay, I'm going to be a little selfish uh, for a moment here and mention because this conversation is reminding me of another great event we had here, and that was the Art Arc, Joel Satore, who uh, does amazing photography uh, for National Geographic and for a while uh, spoke at the Paramount Theater and his work was displayed in the trees of the downtown mall. I'm just reminded of it. I want to give him a shout. I haven't talked to him in a while. And to say that when I lived in New York and in Philadelphia at different times in my life before buying a home here, I traveled here on my birthday, September 25th, to photograph with one of my best friends who's lived in Virginia all his life, the, uh, the leaves in Shenandoah. So all of this show has brought me great joy and, and, and reminded me of memories I guess I'd sort of forgotten. So thank you to Bree Warner and Brantley Ussery. Bree Warner, again, is the Director of Sales, Marketing, and Media Relations for French Canada. Oh, no, no. For um, the Charlottesville, the Charlottesville Abermal Convention and Visitors Bureau and her sidekick, B&B, I call them. Brantley Ussery is the Strategic Project Manager for also for CACVB. Thank you two so very much for um, being on the show. And why don't we mention again as we go out the Charlottesville website and the lovely photographs, et cetera, and all the information. Let's remind people. Yes, you can find us over on our website at visitcharlottesville.org. Also, we're on Facebook. Look for Experience Charlottesville there. And on Instagram, you can find us at charlottesvilleva for more of the beautiful pictures and information about this destination and all we have to offer. Any final word from you, Bree? No, I think Brantley said it all. We <laughs> invite people to, to call upon us and, and really, you know, we are a resource here for locals and for visitors. Uh, anything that you need, we, we are here to help. We've got amazing travel specialists who work at both of our visitor centers, the one on the downtown mall and the other one in Crozet. They are a wealth of knowledge. They will probably tell you about places you didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. So take the time to come and, and talk to them. We have, of course, maps, brochures, anything you can imagine, in addition to our online resources. So uh, we hope you will uh, use us, basically. <laughs> 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 That's what we're here for, and we look forward to assisting everybody. Okay, you got a telephone number you want to give out? Sure, uh, 434-970-3632. Okay, thank you, Bree Warner and... Brantley Ussery of the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau. All the best to both of you. Thank you. Bye now. Stay with us as we'll be right back with a final comment from The Reasonable Voice. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Today's film will give you plenty of food for thought. The Donnie Darko screenplay was making the rounds in Hollywood while its writer and eventual director was still in film school. 
Though greatly admired by the most prestigious producers, it was simply too mind-bending a project to undertake. Then, strangely enough, it was Drew Barrymore's fledgling production company that eventually took the chance and brought it to life. The film made no big splash in the theaters, but it soon became a cult hit, much loved by an ever-growing cadre of film fans. Donnie, played by a young Jake Gyllenhaal, is either fighting mental illness or somehow tuned into some alternate reality. A man in a bunny suit shares with him that the end of the world is near. An airplane engine crashes into his bedroom, but the government has no record of any accident. Perhaps time travel will provide him with answers. What is going on here? There is little argument that Donnie Darko is a fine film, intelligently written, well-acted, well-produced, and extraordinarily well-constructed. That being said, there is little consensus as to what it's all about. When a true artist takes us on an intriguing journey and then leaves us wondering where we've been, that's a great film. Independent film, where the real stories are told. You can find us on the web at www.indiefilmminute.com. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Heroes, Demons, and Hellfire Trump and Kim Jong-un Suppose heroic global grown-ups take seriously the balance of power now in the hands of the White House and North Korea. What if Iran-Contra Saint had blessed Donald Trump's invocation to advocate the art of the nuclear deal between the Soviet Union and government is the problem creator? Imagine a self-serving Congress, dominated by men, terrified of a shady-dealing, vengeful dictator of an obstruction-of-justice email, hell-bent on launching a missile attack on congressional health care, erected a firewall of invested investigations to cure ALS, Alzheimer's, and Medicaid for America's human bookends, children and seniors. Maybe Frank Hopper's D.C. existed periodically, but world wars and Cold War produced a new world order with a foggy bottom, evacuating with abnormal frequency a military-industrial complex. So, who wouldn't be concerned about an unprecedented president sipping coffee atop the throne of our democratic republic? Evidently, 30% of us. After 1917 and World War I mustard gas, a call for morality, even in war, began its long journey on the we-can't-beat-God-giving road to glory. A hundred years later, however, good Samaritans are still outgunned, and every hero demon-challenged. Nonetheless, we persist. Even in the age of the Swamp Thing, we have heroes. Senators Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Susan Collins, Lisa Mazursky, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, Sally Yates, Marilyn Nance, J.K. Rowling, and Ida B. Wells. However, knowledge is still intel. In July 1950 of the Unknown War, American soldiers killed hundreds of Korean civilians near a village called No Gunrai. And throughout Truman's police action, over two million North Korean civilians were killed. Thus, just as the Treaty of Versailles created Hitler, we created Kim Jong-un. Arguably, we hold these truths to be self-evident. A nation's moral code is only as strong as its people's weakest link. 
alt-right, hellfire bent on spinning Obama's global view off our world stage. People insisting America is for only white Christian men honor flags that dishonor our Constitution while genuflecting America before statues of anti-America Americans savoring memories of the inhumane owning and defiling of fellow human beings. Defying ratification of Equal Rights Amendment Twirling Elizabeth Caddy Stanton, Susan B. Anthony, and Alice Paul like trinkets on display, then laid to rest in gender inequality. Diminishing LGBTQ while they preserve, protect, and defend non-existent full citizenship, income parity, voting, and pursuit of loving happiness privileges. In a land where prisons are for profits, from classrooms to cells, is too great a student debt, and banning former felons from voting booths an American-defining moment. Yet, for a century, life at war with itself has tried to bestow this wisdom upon us. There is little sustainable profit in the business of anger and oppression, but where there is individual fear and envy, anger and oppression cannot be silenced, merely contained inconsistently. Whether Wall, K, or Main Street, rich or poor, rural, suburbs, or inner city, gay, straight, or undecided, Americans, citizen and non, have been herded to the pinnacle of Trump-ordered brutality bluff, and staring back at us across the abyss are Kim Jong-un's clones towing the line for suicide by dictate. Vision blurred by pride and misplaced loyalty, each side has forgotten world histories replete with short-sighted leaders threatening all life on earth. Each side, shadowed by real and imagined demons, risk being thrust into the void to control a planet we've rendered out of control. Imagine our moral call is the last call to save us from a hellfire inflicted by demands for uncharted waters, while denying the warnings of melting icebergs and rising oceans. In 2017, America, who can we expect to make the moral call? American mayors or Trump care? Timing is divine and often auspiciously makes heroes, even saints, out of mere mortals. The 1917 New York City Civil Rights Silent Protest Parade. William Robertson Coe, philanthropist for the academic discipline of American studies. Even heroes who are not of this world, as in Fatima, Portugal, in 1917. P.S. Sam Shepard. May you rest in the peace of God which passes all understanding. Thank you. And join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. 
I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world.